Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. Friday, July 29th, 2022. Back at it, ahead of the weekend. It's August next Monday, or this Monday coming up, which is a little bit shocking. It's it's kind of hard to uh, put into words how scary that actually might be. But it's National Chicken Wing Day in the meantime, which is a big day. <laughs> no way. Wait. Yeah. I told Adam before the show it's a big day for him specifically. Uh, and Yeah. I mean, I love wings, and I'm not kidding. Look at this text from my dad today. Like two hours ago. At it the says, wings are ready. Wings are ready. Wow, that's yeah. a wow. lively conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was about eight gray bubbles Dinner's on that one. ready. Three days later. Wings are here. <laughs> All right. w- wings are ready Just saying, to go. I'm having wings for dinner tonight, so good well, convenience. Let's go. I love a 10 to uh, like 11 p.m. dinner. And that's very like European. Okay. Some of us have places to be, things to do. So, Like right, this yeah, show yeah. right here. Yeah, exactly. That's big. Owen, what's up? You big chicken wing guy? Yeah, I love chicken wings. Are you flat or a drum guy? I, I'm more of a drum guy. I think there's a little more to chew there. I don't care. Oh, nice. <laughs> any wing is good for you. What <laughs> yeah. about you? you I'm a dumb flat meat? guy for sure. Really? It's easier to, easier to get the meat off the bone. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. But I like the I like the structure more. I can do a one hand, whereas I have to do yeah. a two hand with the other one. It's an easy grip, yes, for sure. For sure. What yeah. about boneless versus bone? Boneless. Boneless. I don't think I've... I don't know. I don't really get boneless wings. I don't think I've ever had them. It's like a chicken nugget. It's yeah, kinda, I've had chicken nice. nuggets. I've had some McDonald's chicken nuggets, but Let's that's go. about it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not much of a boneless guy. I can't lie. I like I like it in theory, but then I get it, and I find it much less satisfying than a real wing. Mm, I can imagine that. Like, I feel like the bone adds to it. Yeah. It's like part of the grind. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to get some gristle in this, but yeah. like, overall, it's good. Like getting some tendons and some bones, it's always a plus. Episode 122. Who are Alex? Yeah. Did I f- mentioned that? Yeah. It is tough, but I think the people knew he was not going to be here. He's mm-hmm. actually, for those who are unaware, he's in Vegas, and I've spoken to him over the last couple of days, and he's taken up an affinity for betting random baseball games, is what his new thing is. He'll just text me random, t- like the Guardians Red Sox game. He's like, take a look at those pictures and tell me which one you like. I'm like, all right, I'll take a look. I'll get right on that. Um, but he's he'll be back on Monday, so get ready for that. He's wanted us to save the Eagles. But we got the Cowboys today, which is big. I think last time we had the Cowboys, Adam was a guest. Yeah. Yeah. Before Adam was an, a member. Yeah, that was a big day. I'm kind of sad Alex won't be here for the Cowboys because he's uh, he's usually on my side. So I'm going to have to be fighting for my life today. But I, I picked the Cowboys to make the Super Bowl last year in December. You did, wow. which was rare, but you you still like hated on them as yeah, you picked them. That is true. It was a reverse jinx. It was kind of the idea, but mm. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, the biggest story this week, and it came out on Monday, but there's still details coming in, was the Kyler Murray video games contract clause <laughs> prevention. Now, if you want a full recap of the story, I'll give it to you as fast as I can. $230 million deal, 160 guaranteed. Nothing says trust. Like you have to do four hours of film a week four hours of film a week <laughs> to begin with that shockingly yeah. low number that's like a tenth of what russell wilson does in a day yeah russell wilson <laughs> he's doing 40 hours a day he actually commented on, on this he beach. said uh-huh. if somebody tells me to do something 
a triplet. That's yeah. what he said today. Yeah. He said, that's just how I am. That's yeah. how I've been my whole life. Yeah, dosages really. for, like, medications that you need to fix your body. <laughs> yeah. Triple that. Triple up, yeah. yeah. Triple the recovery time. Don't be shy. Yeah. Go in on it. Yeah. Um, they get, they put this in there, and they say also, no, fil- no TV in the back, no watching The Office while you're watching the film, <laughs> no playing phase or whatever this guy likes to do. You know, he is a part of that, right? He's got the chain and stuff. I don't know. He's part of FaZe Clan? Yeah, he has he? like the he has the chain. He wears Respect. it yeah, during the game. He's up. Okay, all right. Wow. <laughs> More than I was expecting there. Um, but anyway, they write that into the contract. I don't really, first of all, I don't really understand who leaks that. Like the Cardinals are leaking that or is that Kyler Murray leaking that? I had the same question. Um, I have no clue. But also, I feel like, do you think this is that rare of a thing in contracts? Like, isn't this probably a normal thing in a contract? I feel like it's and pretty rare. We're just making it a big deal because it's Kyler Murray. I feel like most contracts have like weird clauses where it's like, you need to watch this much film. Like you can't do these things, this thing, this thing. Like you can't ride on a scooter, like that kind of stuff. That's like in a contract, but like we yeah, don't like, mention it. Like you can't go skiing and stuff. Sure. Yeah. But like, or like you need to watch film. Like I'm sure that's in every athlete's contract. Yeah, maybe, but I I'm not, I don't think they're going into the detail of you can't play video games <laughs> yeah. while the film is on, yeah, yeah. unless they have a pretty strict inclination that that's actually what's happening. So that's why I don't understand it. Like, I think that the Murray people leak it to make the Cardinals look bad. Mm. It's like look at what they well, look at what they think of us. It exactly, worked because it did work. They canceled it. Exactly. Yeah. That's where this one's going. They they. Oh, I spoiled it. No, it's okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> People have the internet. Not, we're not Patrick Star here. Um, the, well, Kyler came out and also said, you know, this is disrespectful to me because he said to pe- people think that I can just show up and play and not take the game seriously. That's disrespectful. I actually, I'm going to go out and I'm going to disrespect him because I, <laughs> I, I do think he doesn't take things very seriously, but that's just one man's opinion. And then tonight, the news, the Cardinals ax that from the contract. They say, oh, we actually trust this guy after all. So. We don't need to do this. And Kyler, I, I bet he's on the computer tonight grinding it out. I'm a pretty happy guy. Grinding it out on some league. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just going to link up with him later tonight. He's well, got the tag. Who was the guy you played with on league one time? Rick Fox. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. How was that? Rick he Fox? He owns a team. Yeah, him and his son. Did you beat him? He's not very good. Mm. He heard your first. Dissing Rick Fox on I mean, league. Yeah. It's not like a unknown thing he's just like an old oh, guy a with a team th- it's a known thing <laughs> yeah it's a known fact yeah rick fox is bad at video games yeah it's like pay manning where's number 18 yeah, yeah. Rick fox is bad, bad at league, league of legends yeah exactly yeah. what was your take on the whole video games thing i mean i thought it was funny i almost thought it was fake when you first sent me it so i guess that was my take that i thought you were like trolling us but uh yeah i think it's just hilarious i kind of wish they didn't take it out I was pretty shocked that you said they did. Like, how do you... How do you go to all the work of putting it in? Yeah. Just to be like, ah. Just to say, never mind. Yeah, who... How... I thought... <laughs> did he sign it already? Yeah. So they just went back in. They so didn't... what is the point, though? Why? That's... Like, who was like... Was there media outrage over this? I think that Kyler was upset about it. Golly, man. What is this guy not upset about? Dude, I, that's what I'm saying. I think he holds their feet to the fire about everything. Wow, I think like, this guy's oatmeal is not the right temperature. He's getting mad. He's flipping the table. <laughs> yeah. This is ridiculous. He's like, well, I was drafted ninth in the MLB. Oh, so I can Yeah, just... go grind it out in single high A, dude. <laughs> yeah. Please. Give it a go. Yeah. No, I think he really, like, I, I think he might as well just own the team at this point. He really does kind of yeah. control everything. 
people were like defending him about oh it's so normal to listen to music like i think adam not not to point fingers whoa. here whoa actually like, yeah that's a normal thing to do like after the coach is done talking you put your headphones in seems like it's probably not that normal <laughs> yeah because i don't know and the other thing well is, it depends to what extent he was doing it like i think after you do your team talk sure you can like lock back in with some music but it seems like he was doing it like the whole time as he was speaking yeah, yeah. like, like in the video of jr smith when david blatt was the coach just like chucking like a tennis ball off the wall the entire <laughs> yeah. speech and i guess if he's your quarterback <laughs> you kind of expect him to like after the coach is done like it's your turn so yeah 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 he's like no no, no you got it colt's got this one <laughs> yeah nice yeah. one cliff yeah <laughs> that was one of your best yeah. yeah he doesn't call he doesn't strike me as like a coach guy no right? yes sir no it's a cliff yeah, yeah. A, a big sarcastic cliff yeah, too yeah, yeah yeah like they run a bad clay <laughs> fourth yeah. down he's like good one cliff yeah, boy cliff yeah, yeah. Nice my, ooh, was my mic on sorry about that cliff <laughs> Yeah, I think this isn't a Kyler Murray show, unfortunately, because it's very exciting. I'll yeah. give him that. In September and October, very exciting. A year ago, I was totally on. Yeah. Crazy how much remember, a guy can change. That wasn't. <laughs> remember after week one, we were like, oh my, like, yeah. this, this might be like Tom Brady 2 right here. <laughs> yeah. Next version, next generational wave. Um, big signing this week in Florida. Julio Jones is going to the Bucks. Is this a big signing, though? That's what I was going to ask you. <laughs> 10 games last year, 31 catches, 400 yards, and a touchdown. But it's kind of just like a good for you signing, like for Julio. Like, good for you. Like, you got onto the box, like, you might get a ring. You think this is like the Richard Sherman type signing from last year? Like, just like a name? Yeah, I think so. Do you think that he's finished? No. I don't think he's finished. Like, he's obviously, like, (laughs) we say this all the time, but like a useful piece, but like nothing more than that. I mean, this guy. Look, I understand he's older now, but he was like a, a all all pro caliber receiver like three years ago, like four years ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's been sorry. pretty bad in recent years. He hasn't been great, but he's also been catching passes from. I love Ryan Tannehill. Your, your I guy. love Ryan Tannehill from your guy. He has yeah. from he's, your top five QB. He's, he's he's regressed in recent years. He ah, hasn't been you know okay. his uh, form, but mm. yeah. So he's been catching passes from Tannehill. But we forget Brady's done this his whole career. He did this with Randy Moss. He did this. I mean different receiver obviously but yeah he's done this with he did this with gronk to a certain extent he did it he's done it with receivers in the past where he's had older guys come in and and kind of had them uh, get a second wind in their career well, so yeah like he gets great like that's why i'm saying like congrats like you get to play with brady now like sure yeah. he's obviously going to do fine but like any receiver would do fine on that team right? i know but some will do better than others and i think julio has the talent to do quite well when he's catching passes from tom brady versus ryan Tannehill. well we already talked about the bucks like I think they had a pretty easy schedule, if I'm remembering correctly. They're at least in a really easy division. If his problem's staying healthy, then I think the Bucks, like they're pretty lenient about practicing and everything. They could just say to him, "Hey, just go sit on the sidelines until Thanksgiving, and then we'll figure out a way to make this work." But I guess with no Chris Godwin, they could want him in right away. I don't really know. I don't think he's got a ton left, but for and pretty low risk i mean 100 percent. we've been saying we said this with uh with odell too and i get he's younger in a different whoa. situation you said this no one else. i didn't i didn't feel yeah, it i was but odell i'm saying this is a common now. narrative when you have a receiver but odell was playing well on the browns it's not like odell was bad um, i would disagree no no his quarterback play was bad uh-huh yeah but he was playing fine okay well, there's no so way to know his quarterback. it's it's well. diff- yeah it's difficult to separate them but my my point is there's a so much of it is scheme and so much of it is uh, quarterback play and who you're playing alongside. So I think it's really hard to evaluate him because he's playing alongside 
guys like AJ Green or AJ Brown, for example, and uh, catching passes from Tannehill. It's just a, quite different, in my opinion. Yeah, that much is true. I think Tampa Bay, if 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 he's going to succeed anywhere, it's probably going to be there. I can't think of a team that would be more suited to him at this point in his career because we know Tennessee's probably going in there looking for a vintage season. Here he doesn't really have to do that. So that's the win for them. DK Metcalf has a new contract, three years, $72 million, 58 guaranteed. He had the $30 million signing bonus. It's the most ever for a receiver. Um, short-term deal with a lot of guarantees. When you have Drew Locke as your quarterback, I would say that's a good piece of business by DK Metcalf. Or Geno Smith. We're yeah. forgetting about that. Oh, is, yeah. that, is that more or less than, uh, was it Christian Kirk, right? I think it's more per year, but same money. Mm-hmm. So more for DK. <laughs> nice to know they're valued like pretty much the same. I think this one and Terry McLaurin are very similar from what I understand. Just more guarantees in DK. That makes sense. I think they're similar. Sim- I think they're the same year too, right? Both 2019. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's fair. Like it's a good contract. I mean, DK Metcalf is a good, he's obviously a good receiver and I think he fits the timeline to a certain extent. Like he's a younger guy yeah. and he's their only good draft pick in recent memory. So yeah. maybe keep him. The only thing I would wonder about <laughs> is like, he is lower on Madden than Tyler Lockett, so you want to make sure you're locking True. down Lockett yeah, yeah. first. Yeah, uh-huh. you got to make sure he's a kind of second tier guy. Priorities. You yeah. can negotiate in franchise. You can negotiate with Tyler Lockett in week two, but you get DK in week three. Yeah, so that's you, right. You're putting stack. the cart before the horse a little bit. So I'd be a bit worried. <laughs> yeah, that's what you got to raise concerns yeah. about for sure. The other 2019 guy that's still so DK was doing something. This is a new term I learned this week from Caps Inside mm. Training Camp Live. Hold in which means you're showing up every day, but you're not participating in the practice. So there's three hold-ins, or there was. DK was doing it, Derwin James was doing it, Mm. and Debo Samuel is doing it with the Niners. He's showing up every day, but he's not participating. So he just sits there, like, in his jacket and, like, with the coach? Yeah, like, he, like, sits in, like, the film rooms and stuff, Mm. but he doesn't do the actual, like, practicing because he doesn't want to get hurt, from what I understand. Do you think DK, the other thing I was going to ask is, do you think he can, he's going to move to two meals a day now? Mm-hmm. Maybe cut down on the coffee. A cost issue? You know, after we talked about that, I started thinking about when he had like the 2.6% body fat. That's right. And I was like, yeah, maybe. It's possible (laughs) if you're not eating anything and working out four times a day. Like, it's definitely unhealthy. It's a chance. It's possible. Um, Nick Cage slash Aaron Rodgers. Sorry, I got him mixed up after the big costume this week. It's just impossible to figure out. I mean, I get it was a movie costume and everything. I'm going to put my hater hat on here. Looking creepy as ever. I really, <laughs> that's all I got to say on this one. Yeah. It's just a bizarre look. But, yeah. I mean, it was so cool. Like, he got a thousand retweets. He was probably, <laughs> so he was probably in there refreshing it, dude. He's like, oh, yeah, two more retweets. Uh, I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's tough to wear a wife beater when you look like somebody that actually beats your wife. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and that's not as cool then. No, it is true. Yeah. yeah. It's a tough look to pull off at that stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing, here's, we were just hating on him. I'm going to give him some credit. Did you see they asked him about what it's going to be like going from Devontae Adams to Alan Lazard? This was fire. And he said, it's tough going from one Hall of Famer to another Hall of yeah. Famer. <laughs> that was <laughs> any fire comment. I got to get my credit where credit's due. That's yeah. funny. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Funny's funny. There's so, one thing you can say about Aaron Rodgers it's he he like he knows how to work the media to a certain extent he does yeah and I respect that you have to respect it a little bit he nobody moves the needle quite like that guy he gets clicks 24 7 yeah and he he does kind of use him remember when he put his toe up on the zoom 
Yeah. Yeah. Everybody was talking about his toe for a day. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. See, the guy, you know. It's for COVID. What? Like, he's COVID. I don't have COVID toe or something. Yeah. Like that. Oh, yeah. COVID toe. Like no, that. it was because, like, they doubted that he was injured. They're like, is oh, your toe right. actually, like, you were playing fine? And he's like, you want to see my toe? Yeah. Here's <laughs> threads. <laughs> you got Check a foot mate. fetish? Checkmate. Yeah. <laughs> Put him in a corner. Kirk Cousins, another quarterback from the NFC North. Apparently, he's been going hard this offseason. New Vikings GM Kwesi Adolfo Mensa acknowledged that he said he's not Mahomes or Allen, but he's still pretty good. That's what he said about <laughs> Kirk Cousins. And then he was very he praised him hard. He said, quote, he's been going zero dark LeBron mode this offseason, and he's dialed in. That's what he said about Kirk Cousins. He's been off the media, which I assume, like, Kirk Cousins' version of media is, like, checking Fox News every day and, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> refreshing, like, the ticker. Yeah. yeah. Uh, MSNBC, little Jim Cramer. Yeah, mixing it in See how the market's looking like? Yeah, every morning. Yeah. That's about my... I don't think he's on Twitter or Instagram, so... But he's zero dark LeBron. Big, se- yeah. big season yeah, for he- Kirk. Dude, my dad's zero dark LeBron too. Yeah. <laughs> my whole family's yeah. zero dark LeBron. Dude, my grandpa's been zero my grandma's been zero dark LeBron for fifty years. She's, She's dialed just going in hard. this off season. She's dialed in. <laughs> yeah. This off season. Sick, dude. That's nah. crazy. I yeah. didn't know my grandma moved like that. Yeah. That's nuts. She's different, dude. Wow. Give her a long term deal. Wow. I think this might be my favorite quote of the off season. <laughs> and Kirk Cousins also had my favorite quote of last off season when they asked him about COVID and he said, If I die, I die. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Remember when he had to do the screens? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, Kirk Cousins, man. He had his own little, uh, little closed-off area. Yeah, personal bubble? Man. <laughs> What a beast, dude. Shout oh, out to Kirk, Kirk Cousins. Cousins. <clears throat> Zero Dark LeBron. Off-season champion. <laughs> the Colts have a new linebacker. His name is Shaquille Leonard, formerly known as Darius Leonard. You, oh, oh. you might remember Darius Leonard, but this week he said on Twitter, quote, I went by Shaquille my whole life, and I understand it'll be a hard change to be called Shaquille after being called Darius for four years. It's not a huge deal, and it would be no hard feelings if you called me Darius. <laughs> Shaquille is my middle name, and I've went by that since 1995. <laughs> Are we going to honor his request, or is he going to stay Darius? I'm so... <laughs> wow. <laughs> hold, hold on. So I'm assuming he wasn't born... Was he born in 1995? I, I think so. Because that's I a weird way to... So. Do the math. Weird no, way to then, s- then he would be. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that That's a weird sense. way that to say out. since I was born. First <laughs> yeah. of all, yeah, yeah. But then why is he switching? So he just did like a four-year trial run then. Yeah. Okay. Well, with his real name. With his real name. Maybe he. Okay, let's try to talk this through. Big uh-huh. brain. Maybe uh-huh. like Roger called him by that name because that's his birth name. Uh huh. Oh. Like he kind of felt oh. the pressure. Like when he got drafted. Yeah, he kind of felt he the didn't pressure. Wanna, he didn't want to say anything. Yeah. Yeah. But he now he had a new job. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you don't want to make. Boss calls you the wrong name. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah. roll with it. Just go by it. Uh-huh. He like they roll in like the name card above his locker. He's like, damn it. Like, <laughs> yeah. This is going to stick. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to honor this. We didn't honor Jackson Frazier because I don't think he's good enough. But <laughs> I'm also gonna... not on the majors. Yeah. Names exactly. not brought I'm, up a whole lot. I don't care about AAA Iowa, Jackson yeah. Frazier. This, I'm going <laughs> to. Uh, personally, I'm going to honor Seth. Shaquille kind of does fit him more, I'd say, than Darius. He's got quite the personality. I remember from Hard Knocks. Oh, yeah. He's like a like self-proclaimed psycho. He's like kinda, He calls himself yeah. a psycho. He's kind of like Diggs a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I was going with with that one. But you're going to honor that. 
yeah. a lot of that too. Yeah, I'll right. try three yeah. and oh. Nice, but it's okay because if we do mess it up, he'll understand. He will. Yeah, yeah. So it wouldn't no be pressure. no hard feelings if you called me Darius. <laughs> yeah. Um, this week there was three stories about the 2020 or sorry, 2021 draft quarterbacks. I thought. I would bring them up and you would tell me which one you believe the most. So mm. we had Kyle Shanahan say, quote, we've moved on to Trey Lance. This is his team. Quote, we think Jimmy would have been traded if not for his surgery. So that's that's option one. Now, Bill Belichick was given some major Mac Jones hype. He said, quote, everyone recognizes how well he prepares and how much further along he is than a year ago and says he's had a dramatic improvement. That's what that's what Bill's saying about best shape of his life, Mac Jones. And then lastly, maybe my favorite one at Jags camp because we all know the hyper Jags media is always pumping up Trevor Lawrence. Here is a tweet I read: "Quote: He had zero incompletions on team drills on day one of camp. So pretty big hype for Trevor Lawrence this year yeah. at team drills. NFL training camps have some of the funniest coverage I've ever seen. Like that Patriots guy today who was like." Music was very loud in the second and third quarter, but by the fourth, they calmed down and they were ready to finish the drill strong. So anyway, which one do you believe the most on the quarterbacks here? I mean, I I really hope the number one pick had zero incompletions in team drills when he's not allowed to get hit and defenders are kind of like still learning their coverage. So I mean, I'd really hope he's not throwing it at the floor. I like throwing picks. Does team drills, does that mean like a scrimmage? Or is that I like, think it's I you think do it's out like, route and I I'm think gonna hit you. Scrimmage against the air. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure Yeah, like you're not getting hit. It's just like, okay, run a slant. Like yeah, nice. yeah. it's like in the backyard. You're yeah, or around. they do the like receiver against D B thing. Really hope he's not throwing incompletions there. So. Well, maybe I mean Especially against Jags the Jags secondary. Yeah. Get against the air. <laughs> yeah. What do they do? Both kind of the same thing, yeah. accomplishing the same goal. Yeah. <laughs> I like the Shanahan one because it's like totally Shanahan. It's the most Shanahan comment ever. He's a very blunt guy. Yeah, there's no reason to say that. <laughs> yeah, there's none. <laughs> On July 28th. Yeah. Yeah. What is what, what is that accomplishing? He's saying we would have traded him if he wasn't injured. Like, okay, cool. like he's if, still on the roster. Who's that for? You're gonna need him in a couple weeks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's just, uh, I don't get that guy, man. I hate him. He's an interesting cat. Yeah. I mean, I still kind of have my respect, but I mean, it's it's waning. I'll give you that much. Um, here's a couple of things. Joe Burrow needs to take his appendix out. He's having surgery. I did a quick Google. It's only a couple weeks of injury, but still kind of like, I mean, was he was he too cool to get that done? Yeah, in why June? are we doing it? Was in he July? pool party August? a little too much? Yeah, it's it's preseason time. What are you doing, bro? I don't, I don't understand that one. Mink, if it's Patrick fell off his bike and he hurt his wrist, he's going to be out a little bit. That, <laughs> that was the most recent update I heard there. I didn't sound like Mike Tom was very happy about that one. What's with the Steelers players and bikes? Was that one in the contract? Yeah, maybe he should have stayed off like the bike. Is it like a motorcycle? Yeah, that's what, that what I'm like like I think it was like a Biden situation where he just tumbled bike. off the bike. Because yeah. didn't Juju get his bike stolen or something like that? Yeah, yeah. that's when that he didn't Steelers have the license. Thing? Yeah. Oh, so, that's why. Remember, that's when he, people liked him. Yeah, like, oh, that, dude, yeah, dude, yeah. so funny, man. And he was good. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh man, golly, what a fall from grace for Juju. Yeah. And then uh, Ryan Jensen, the Buck Center, had quote a serious knee injury today. He got carted off at practice, which is kind of a problem for the Bucks. Mm. Not very good. I mean, if you don't have anything to say on any of these injuries, because I mean, it's pretty light. What do you think about the guys having to play the first two preseason games with the Peter Check add-on to the helmet? Oh, they're doing that now. Yeah, they have like to high the, school football. Yeah, they have to play the first two preseason games with it on to prevent head injuries. That's good. Wait, what doesn't the helmet prevent head injuries? No, but it's like added padding. Like if you, they do it here even in high school football, like for practice. What is the difference? Why don't they just put that on the inside? 
Well, it's then you would, extra. I don't then know. Then your head would be moving around tilting. Yeah. It would not be. It's like little bumps, like little rubber bumps on your helmet. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like the petter check. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think exactly. that's what it's called. <laughs> like, actually? Wait. So are they going to phase it in to, like, actual? No, it's, for sure not. You know, it's being used in the first two preseason games. Yeah, but he's saying, them. like, for regular season, oh, are they going to no. phase it in? No. It affects, like, performance, probably probably harder to hit with it and stuff yeah which is the goal yeah i like how they were like okay first two preseason games with third preseason games like the 59th guy is gonna have to give somebody a conk to make the squad like it's gonna he cannot have the protection on for that one they need to give it to him actually i didn't even think of that yeah third preseason games are free for all yeah stab somebody that's how the scissors get on fedex field you just stab them you make the roster that'll work uh, a couple retirements to announce. Only two. Playoff Danny Amendola, done. Um, oh, I thought he was gone. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when he was working out with Baker this yeah. offseason? No, I don't. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not surprised. It was him and Beasley. Oh. And Baker. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Really? Where's uh-huh. Braxton Berrios? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They needed him they to complete him. the trifecta. Yeah. Um, but anyway, 13-year career. I'd say remembered as a Patriot, pretty obviously. I know he was a Ram at the start, yeah. but remembered as a Patriot. And then we had Chris Carson, very sad. He had to retire at age 27. He's got this horrible neck injury. Um was a little weird that on the retirement post on NFL, I don't know if you if you caught this, but in the comments, Cliff Averill said in the comment section, horrible injury, dot, dot, dot. I would know, exclamation point. <laughs> I was like, well, it's not about you, man. Maybe just say, like, good career. But you, you have any great memories about Chris Carson or Dan and Yamandola? I think he, you have to mention the time where he – was like fought almost fought a fan over fantasy in his dms do you remember that oh yeah Yeah. i forgot about that where the fan dm'd him to be like you know as fans do like we know people like this did the old classic dm like you're a bum like all this stuff and then chris carson was like fight me like pull up to my house anytime you want the chris chioza he did the chris chioza i don't think he gave the address out (laughs) like i don't think it actually (laughs) happened but it was at that level where he's like you find me anytime you want he was like that's a respectable move Because we know he's not pulling up to find him. He's definitely not. Chris Carson, man? Chris Carson's a tough guy. He is. Yeah. Definitely Chris Chioza, dude. Chris Chioza is like 5'10". Yeah, Chris Chioza is like a little bug. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Especially on the NBA when you look around the other seven-footers. Football preview. Do you want to do Dallas first or do you want to do Washington? You're the star of the show. Me? Yeah. Oh, uh, we can do either. Oh, that's a good answer. <laughs> nice. Oh, nice. That, I mean, you got to pick a side. So I guess we're going with the Durs. Um... <laughs> Here's what happened with the Durs. They have a new name, the Commanders. Uh, two really glorious years as the football team. I think with the football team, it started out and I hated it. And then as it happened, I just it, I just grew to adore it. It was yeah. just like it was so charming. They were at Washington FC, the football team. I really enjoyed the run. And the Commanders is just terrible, in my opinion. I agree. I agree. I'm going to still try and call it the football team as much as I can. Like, I think we can do that. Yeah. I'd agree to that. Yeah. I, I love Commander sounds okay. You don't hate it? I don't hate it, but obviously football team is better. Football team would have been awesome. Commander's just so, uh, it's like so generic to me. Yeah. You know? Like what are they what are commanding you, what? What are you commanding? Yeah. yeah. Like, what was the, the other from? one they could have picked? The one we talked about at the oh, time? Oh, like the... The Warthogs or something like that. Yeah. It was yeah, like, yeah that yeah. would have been good. Uh, yeah. Uh, same colors and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess they keep the same colors anyway. But, yeah. yeah. No, the, the colors are very good still. Yeah, um, in the last... or Sorry. In the last gasp is the uh, the football team. They went 7-10. and 10. They'd obviously won the division the year <clears throat> prior to that. That 7-9 and nine year with Chase Young. And I think... 
we came into this show last year and we were giving them quite a bit of hype. You guys were liking them quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Defense was getting a lot of hype. They put their eggs in the Ryan Fitzpatrick basket at quarterback and it lasted a quarter and a half before he had season-ending injury, which was tough. They had to go back to Heineke and then they kind of struggled to get going. They started two and six. Um, Just kind of a tough break. The defense really was not anywhere near what it was supposed to be they did have a hard schedule they played the hardest schedule in the league last year they played against herbert mahomes josh allen brady aaron Rodgers, dak twice dak twice um but not really their fault if you have to go against them they did go two and four in their division and both their wins were against jake Fromm and mike glennon so that's <laughs> never really a good sign not very hype uh, the only other thing that happened last year was obviously the field became the best field in the NFL. We had the uh, the sewage pipe burst in week one, and then the scissors, and then the benches, and then the bolts came loose on the on the gate, yeah. and the fans came spilling out like hot soup. Um, so that's kind of what went on with the DC Commanders last year. This offseason, I mean, the new uniforms, I don't like them very much. I, lo- I had another look at them the other day. I'm out. Um, not that I like the name or anything so the uniforms wouldn't really get me going too much but the other big change that they have is Carson Wentz got him for pretty much nothing off the Colts I think they were pretty happy to get rid of him I mean I personally think he's pretty terrible that's the review I'll give of Carson Wentz but I don't know if you guys have differing views no I'm not a Carson Wentz fan yeah I'm out. I've, been out, I've been out for a while now I'm not a fan but it's an upgrade on Heineke <laughs> yeah for sure I think he's probably more consistent, but it's to me it's pretty lateral. I think he honestly. has better peaks as well. Yeah, higher ceiling. Well, yeah, that's higher fair. ceiling. We'll take that hard. Um, I mean, he did also gift those Yetis with no uh, with no ice and just raw meat in there, so they would stink by <laughs> yeah. the time that the people yeah. actually got them. I mean, he's also he was also probably the most entertaining person to watch last season. Per minute, he's yeah. kind of like the new Jameis. He yeah. was great, but then they just kind of stopped letting him throw. Yeah. It's yeah. just less. They're like, all right, you're done. Yeah. He was throwing like 15 times a game. <laughs> yeah. I think they game against the Pats. He threw like 11 times. <laughs> yeah. They were like, John the Taylor is getting this ball. Yeah. No matter what. So, anyway, big thing they lost was Brandon Scherf. Um, that's really all that happened for them this offseason in terms of departures. They drafted a receiver in round one, Jahan Dotson, and they're going to put him next to Terry McLaurin. They still got Ron Rivera, still got the same coordinators. Now Carson Wentz. I know Antonio Gibson was kind of a big fantasy sleeper coming into last year. I didn't end up taking him. From what I remember, he didn't get going. I think Adam had him, no? Yeah. Um, I mean, the issue with the Washington is they have Antonio Gibson, who used to play receiver in college, and then they also have J.D. McKissick behind him. And for some reason, they always throw to J.D. McKissick, <laughs> even, though they have, so even though their first string running back played receiver in college. They just don't throw him the ball. So. I loved it. Do you remember that uh, play against the uh, the Falcons where they threw to J.D. McKissick? No. <laughs> and they only needed a field goal, and then he ran and then tiptoed against the sideline and scored the oh, game. Oh, I actually yeah, do. That and that won me a week in fantasy. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's yeah, so I mean, he's good. Like he's really good when you watch him, but they just don't use him. I don't understand why. Ron Rivera has a tendency to be a pretty stubborn guy. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that might be his downfall. You know, he's only sixty years old. 
Mm. I would have thought he was like 75, but hey, what do I know? 60 sounds right. Yeah, okay. Maybe I was just <laughs> wrong there. Um, they did lock up Terry McLaurin, I think three-year deal. Makes sense to me. I do like Terry McLaurin, but if you go on the internet, he's got this weird cult following where people talk about him like he's Jerry Rice. Now, I've never <laughs> seen anything quite like it. I do like him. I think he's good. I think he's like a top 16 receiver in the league. <laughs> wow. What? That's a fair take, is it not? That's better than that. Almost top ten. Sure, might be. But people talk about him like it's like he's Cooper Cup. I've never seen anything like it. So, so it's very strange. They also have Curtis Samuel, um, who had some hype a few years ago. Logan Thomas, our boy Cam Sims, rocking the most saliva-filled mouth in the NFL. (laughs) Just straight slime everywhere. Dax Uh, Milne. Dax Milne. It's an op. Why? Why is he an op? I mean, he's. We don't have to get into all that, but you know Zach Wilson's ex best friend with oh. Zach Wilson's girl. Oh, that's who he is. He's with Zach Wilson's girl. That's who that. Oh wow, this is—is yeah. is he a rookie this year? Or is he rookie he last year. They—they they were college teammates, roommates at uh, at school. Oh my goodness! And then Zach Wilson has this girl right from high school, all through college. Obviously, you know he did what he did, cheated, whatever with moms, and then to get back at him. She gets with her best friend Dax. Oh my so Dax goodness. Milne is just like the biggest op. He's a big op, but he's also just a loser for letting yeah. himself being used as a pawn right now. You know what? I'm gonna give under. Yeah. I'm going under right now <laughs> yeah. for Dax Milne. Yeah, he better get cut in the 53, man. Um, Me too. I agree with you. I mean, if he if Cam Sims gets cut and he doesn't, holy, I'm gonna have a real problem here. Um, offensive line should be in the top half of the league, even though they lost. Brandon Scherf uh the defense I mean again it really did not hit the 2020 level which is where we all expected it to be Chase Young was 66th out of 75 when it came to pressure on quarterbacks from ends which is really kind of shocking we all kind of thought he was on a Khalil Mack type trajectory he needs to get back on track I mean they do have a high ceiling for defense but we'll see what happens secondary is pretty bang average uh the coaching Ron Rivera was kind of bad last year. He's he's a good leader of men, but this is sort of how it ended with the Panthers as well. He kind of gets stuck in his ways, and he gets easy to adjust to over time. Before we get to the pick, the, the best news I can give you, they played the hardest schedule in the league last year. I already mentioned that. It's the sixth easiest this year. I think that's the biggest change in one direction. So that's a boost for them. Um, they play four teams who are coming off a bye, so that's also not great. But the division matchups for the NFC East are the AFC South and the NFC North, which are probably, if you could pick two divisions that you wanted to play, those would be the divisions you want to play. There's not really serious contenders in there as far as like depth of lineup goes. Uh, their extras are the Browns, Falcons, and Niners. Carson Wentz has multiple revenge games at Eagles, at Colts. <laughs> it's going to be very exciting. Um, over under is seven and a half, and people like the over. It's minus one forty. So, what do you like on seven and a half? I like the over, unfortunately, because mm. this team, you know, they do have some ops <laughs> on this team. Yes, Dax. Dax specifically is an op, but I can't argue with the with the schedule and with the with the roster they have. I think this is a playoff team. You like it? I think wow. it's a I think it's a wild card team with Carson Wentz. With Carson Wentz, like I think Carson Wentz is a slight. I think it's like I said, it's pretty lateral. It's pretty much a lateral move. I think he's a, maybe a slight upgrade on Taylor Heineke, um, but I uh, you know I think this team will be better. I think um, that you know they have a good receiving core. They they brought in Jahan Dotson, which hopefully will open things up for Terry McLaurin because in the past he's been used as essentially a decoy in a lot of uh, their looks. 
because he draws so much attention. Um, and, and the receivers behind him haven't been good enough to kind of capitalize on that most of the time. So I think it'll be nice. Uh, hopefully, Jahan Dotson is decent and uh, McLaurin is able to, to, to kind of improve. Um, and then the defense, I mean, I think they underperformed last year, especially the D-line and, and, and specifically Chase Young. So I think there's higher potential there to do better um, and, and have a really good year. And then just looking at the schedule, I think they have like a pretty easy schedule. I think there's a lot of winnable games here. I think I can I can see them winning eight or nine. This yeah, year. it's definitely the schedule is the big one here. And it's going to be that way for the whole division. You're going to find that, you know, I think the two easiest schedules in the entire league are in this division. So we'll see what happens there. If you like them to make the playoffs, it's plus 175. So you get some pretty good numbers on that. Adam, seven and a half. I have a feeling you're leaning one way here. Yeah, I'm going under. I feel like... I feel like it's hard to forget that the Colts were definitely a playoff team, like playoff roster, good everywhere, and Carson Wentz almost like single-handedly was fighting for his life to keep them out of the playoffs. The Jags game was pretty dead. Like he was doing everything he could to make sure they didn't make the playoffs. And, uh, I mean, the Commanders don't have like a Jonathan Taylor or like the top offensive line in the league. So it's it's hard for me to support Carson Wentz. And, I mean... Under, I'm not very convinced on it, but I'll have to take it. They they still do have a really good defense. They have good receivers. They have a good special teams unit. So True. special teams unit. They do. Who's kicking? Tressway is punting. I don't know who their kicker is, but Tressway is really good. Oh, Joey Sly. And Tressway is like very loved. He is like good social media presence. It's oh. got a cool name. Yeah, yeah. Tressway. Like Trey they're Ray. long snapper. Cameron Cheeseman. Oh, <laughs> nice. That might have to change to an over. I, I did give an under. I'm, it is fully Cheeseman. C H E E S E M A N. Cheeseman. You were not kidding. Um, I'm going under seven and a half as well. I like the other teams in this division more than I like them. And I'm not a Carson Wentz guy, but I'm also not really a Ron Rivera guy anymore. I was at one time, but I feel like the way that the league is going, you're going to need like a guy who can, you know, kind of draw it up, cut it up. Not to talk about the G-men, but like a Brian Dable type of guy that like reads the game in a little bit different of a way. So I don't know. I feel like they're a little bit dated and I just feel like they're going to have a tough time getting going. I feel like there's negative vibes. We saw the turnout at Commander's Camp today. Two people, <laughs> two people came to watch the Durs at uh, day three of training camp. So I am taking the under here, and now we'll move on to the Dallas Cowboys, one of the most interesting teams to discuss in the league, and it's also Adam's favorite team. And usually coming into every year, Adam feels really good. I'm wondering how you feel before I say anything about this year coming up. Is it as confident as it's been in years past, or are you toned it down a little bit? Yeah, I'm pretty confident. Well. Okay. I mean, I don't want to get, like, overly... We definitely are worse than last year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're significantly worse. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think we were a very good team last year. So even being a little bit worse is still, like, a really good team. Yeah. So. Okay. So we're yeah. feeling pretty good. It would be disappointing. It would be extremely disappointing if they didn't make it into the playoffs first of all and at least win a playoff game like that's kind of like the bar so if they don't make the playoffs this year do you think they get rid of the coach i would hope so probably before that (laughs) yeah like if the season starts off bad like 
he's definitely the biggest question mark. Yeah. And if you look at what happened to them last year, the most interesting thing, they were the second seed in the NFC Week 16. They swept the NFC East for the first time in over 20 years. They scored 20 or more in all but two games. They scored 530 points total. That was the most in the league. They had six Pro Bowlers. They went 12-5. and five. And they lost in the playoffs in the first round yeah. again at And home. they also had the top turnover defense yep. in the league. And that's going to probably come back, and that's that's a problem. And the other problem is, in the playoff game, Dak was bad. There's really no other way to say that. He it couldn't get it going. Yeah. Zeke had 31 total yards in the game. Yeah. He, he, didn't, he was not good. Yep. CeeDee Lamb had one catch for 10 yards. Well, I think the story of the Cowboys losing in the playoffs in recent years has never been, like... I'm not going to blame anyone on the offense. Um, I don't think it's ever like the offense always gets the job done, regardless of who it is. Like someone gets it done. Um, Well, they do. And every time they've lost in the playoffs has been because they get ran over. I'm thinking of Debo Samuel running for like a million yards over us. Um, CJ Anderson and Todd Gurley ran for like, yeah, ran for a combined like 350 yards. It's just, I don't know what it is, but uh, yeah. I think a big part of the, defense is bad. The, the issue in the game was coaching, too, because it, I yeah. think they had like a record number of penalties. Like It was yeah. comical yeah. at the end, uh-huh. some of the penalties they were giving up. And even so, I wrote it down. I wrote down the exact circumstances because I wanted to make sure I got it in here. 14 seconds left, down by six, ball at the 41-yard line, quarterback draw up the middle, Cowboys <laughs> lose. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, oh. <laughs> right. That was the end of the. That was the end of the playoff yeah, game. They chefed it up. That they, was they really Mac, it up. Mike McCarthy's like crowning. That was his magnum opus. It really was. Yeah. It was one of the most spectacular things I've ever seen. <laughs> and then Alex made the TikTok with that sound. You remember that, yeah, that moaning sound? <laughs> that was incredible stuff. Um, now this was in the Warren Sharp book, so I wanted to give it to you because I feel like it's pretty good stuff for you. Maybe just put you in a bad mood since 2010. In the state of Texas, Houston has had seven winning years. Dallas has had five. Houston has six playoff appearances. Dallas has four. (laughs) In the last 25 years, Dallas has won three playoff games. Only three franchises have won less than that. Browns. Who am I missing? Lions, Browns. And uh, I don't know. So somebody's screaming at the earphones at home right now. Um, anyway, and then the defense, they did lead the league, like you said, plus 14 turnover differential, but nine of the 14 were against Mike Glennon and Taysom Hill combined. So, <laughs> Man, maybe. that poor... There's been no point Mike Glennon in the division. You oh. say nine of the... It's not 14 turnovers. You're, it's nine of the, like, 40-something turnovers. Yes, yes, that's what I mean. Yeah. But if you cut those out of the differential... They'd yeah. still be like top five, top yeah. three probably. Can I just say I'm gonna miss seeing Mike Glennon walking in there's pre the pregame shot of him walking in the tunnel <laughs> wearing his jeans and like white t shirt with the neck just scraping the ceiling. It's gonna be it's gonna be a sorely missed. The human q tip. Yeah. <laughs> I I do love Mike Glennon. Just I can't wait to talk about the Giants next show. Fully prepared every week to just lose by thirty points. <laughs> yeah, and get his yeah. head potentially blown off. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> like like a like a bottle cap. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of people out the door this offseason. Amari Cooper's the big one. He's going to the Browns. Randy Gregory's a Bronco. Connor Williams and Cedric Wilson are Dolphins. Lyle Collins is a Bengal. About 21 guys gone. And to replace him, they brought in three free agents. That's what they did. So they went to the room. James Washington, Dante Fowler, and some guy named Ryan Nall, who plays running back. Um, they did make some draft picks, though. Nice. Offensive tackle, first round, Tyler Smith from Tulsa. I think he's playing guard. Okay, he's moving in. T. Smith beside T. Smith, potentially. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And he took Larry Allen's number. Um, People said they reached on that pick at the time. That was kind of the consensus. We'll see. I I think we talked about that on the show. Um, I think the consensus was that he was good, but he was penalty prone, which was... Fit right in. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I remember exactly. that. Yeah. Now I'm remembering yeah, yeah, yeah. it. So, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> it all came back to me. Um, I also looked at it because the Cowboys have a lot of media coverage. There's an... Un, like They have like 30 undrafted free agents at camp. I don't know. They're just really good. They're going all for it. Um, they also signed the USFL MVP today. This is late breaking news. That's huge. News. They won the bidding war. Yeah. The bidding war for... <laughs> wide receiver Cavante Turpin <laughs> he's there he's replacing Amari Cooper um, oh good that's almost an upgrade if you want me to be I'll give you another positive to finish it off the big win was both your coordinators had multiple interviews for jobs head coaching jobs and both of them are back with the Cowboys that's Kellen Moore and that's Dan Quinn yeah and they're both probably better than our head coach well, they'll do the work while Mike McCarthy will stand there and watch at the screen and yeah. figure out what to Hopefully do with the time. Hopefully we can like, limit his role. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we can limit the head coach's role. Yeah. Well, you have the one game a year where he smashes the watermelon yeah, and he brings exactly. in the monkey butt. So yeah. that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Wow, so that's electric. Can, I know, really. So Dak, I mean, it's hard to find a consensus of opinion on him. Some say some, one of the best in the league. Some say... Kirk Cousins. I think we were out of consensus until the end of last season, but I feel like you have to look at the bigger picture and realize that he's good. Well, if you want me to, okay, 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 the bigger picture. Yeah, that's what I'm getting to. (laughs) Yeah, that's the big picture of the season. He's won a playoff. I'm expanding to the bigger, bigger picture of his career. And I'm not seeing a lot of late season success. That's right. Yeah, I mean, he's won a playoff game, but that's about it. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to need a little more than that. He makes $40 million a year. And how yeah. many years has he been in the league since 2015? 16. 16? Mm. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, Zeke Elliott, I think it's safe to say on the downswing, this is probably definitely definitely his last year's with the cowboys yeah it makes the most sense to cut him after this season in terms of the savings they'll get on that atrocious contract uh he makes a lot of money he just turned 27 um now going in round three and four of fantasy drafts i like him more than that uh tony pollard is behind him yeah I would like to think that Tony Pollard has higher aspirations for his life than Mike McCarthy's third down back because that's all he's been the last couple of years. Yeah. I, well, think I, think, I think he's better than I think. Oh, yeah, punt return. Yeah, kick return. I think, uh, I mean, I'm hoping that it's going to be like a 50-50 carries, maybe even like more for Pollard, maybe throw Zeke in on the, like, on the passing downs. Mm. But I don't know if that's going to happen. Fullback Zeke. Is he a better pass protector? He's like the best blocking back in the league Is he? by okay. consensus. He's also sure. the heaviest back in the league. Potentially. <laughs> he's a great blocking back and he's like a decent receiver for screens and stuff and like, short passes. So. Leonard Fournette probably hasn't beat. Yeah. Yeah, but it's close. I'm Leonard sure. Fournette official weigh-in, for, by the way, 245. Oh, let's go. Oh, good. Turned it down. Yeah. Good for him. <laughs> a lot of time in the sauna. Nice. Um, no, I think Zeke Elliott gets too much hate now. I think he got, <laughs> he, he like, he, I don't think he's good, but like yeah. people talk about him like he's Ryan Nall. I mean, we'll have to see. I I don't know. 
He's kind of slow. That's the face of a defeated man. <laughs> He's kind of slow. I've been a hater for years, at least two years. <laughs> for, now. Years. <laughs> for years, at least a couple years. So I'm gonna. I hate him. Like I'm not a fan. Still. Okay. I so. think he's good. Just uh, the contract's bad. So for we, sure. We've got one overrated, one like kind of depressed about <laughs> it, and one underrated. That's what we got. But underrated for me is like 74 bronze card is what I'm looking at. But anyway, yeah. loss of Amari Cooper. That's Cooper. That's tough. I saw something today that said Jerry was concerned about his salary figure because he makes twenty million, and the only time so the only player who was making more at that time was Hopkins at twenty four. So they got rid of him, and since then, ten extensions have put guys over twenty million. So now all of a sudden you're looking at it and you're like, okay, maybe that contract wasn't that bad. No, yeah. fairly priced. It's fairly priced. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. maybe that was a bit of a mistake, but uh, they were in some cap trouble. CD Lamb, they're going to ask him to take that role. I think we all think pretty highly of him. He's still got a little more to prove. Yeah, I mean, they have CeeDee Lamb, they have Michael Gallup, like I said, who I think is very underrated and very good. Um, I mean, I don't even think he's underrated. I think people know he's good, other than when he got injured last season. And they also have the new guy that we drafted in the third round, who, I don't know, probably good. Let's go, third round. <laughs> Let's pray. Owen put the work in. Jalen Talbert. Thank you. That's South Alabama. South Alabama. Pick 88. He said that like it was Sunday Night Football introduction. But yeah, definitely going from in my opinion, like a top two receiving core to like a top 10. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. I think it's probably closer to mid pack than I top agree. 10. I'd top say it's 10 above, is pretty generous. I'd say it's above mid pack for sure. Like You're you have, really high on Michael Gallup. And CeeDee Lamb, yeah. Uh-huh. If you want to throw in Dalton Schultz in there too, he's pretty good. Yeah, he's and CeeDee Lamb's, CD Lamb's really good. CeeDee Lamb is really good. Yeah. 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 I think Michael Gallup might be a bit worse than you than you might think though mm, okay but i think I cd lamb cd lamb's got another level he can tap into i, I agree think but yeah. he's got to do that then because now he doesn't have amari cooper beside him so let's see what he does now james washington you signed him too i could tell you from experience <laughs> he'll make like one catch a game you're like oh he's finally turning on turning it on and then you'll never see him again yeah he can oh, be like the, the new cedric wilson he's the cedric wilson replacement <laughs> nice yeah. he'll fit right in if that's yeah. what we're looking for <laughs> offensive line pretty sturdy when it's healthy about mid-pack in the league now it was at one time you know five or six years ago the yeah absolute one of the great lines maybe ever but now the problem is tyron smith's never healthy he's missed three games or more in six straight seasons um you said he showed up to camp day one and he was wearing <laughs> two rob gronkowski elbow braces both arms i've never they're, seen their knee braces knee braces yeah like they they talk about it he he can't wear an elbow brace he it's wears a knee big. brace on his elbow yeah oh yeah that's a problem that's just a it's guys big guys like that when they age are never going to be well here's the question know. is who's going to be wearing the tyron smith jersey more on sundays you or tyron smith <laughs> adam is the owner I mean, of the reverse retro if you want to be tyron positive smith. about it about our o-line i mean he's 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 only 30, so like... 30, only 30. 31, There's a 31. chance. There's a chance that he'll be okay. Um, we just drafted O-line in the first round, Tyler Smith, who's apparently good, other than the penalty problem, which, you know... We Mike McCarthy will fix that. Still have Zach Martin, the best, <laughs> the best guard in the league, right? Uh, he is, for sure. Uh, he's not. Quentin Nelson's Second best better. guard in the league. Yeah, okay, okay. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's still an above-average O-line. It's about mid-pack, trust me. Above-average. In my opinion. We'll see about that. <laughs> Defense, you definitely have some pieces. We all know Micah Parsons is absolutely tremendous. We know what he's capable of when he's on the field. Trayvon Diggs, he said he's going to do better than 11 interceptions last season. I don't know about that one. I yeah. think that's yeah. going to be hard to replicate. Oh, he's a pretty polarizing player. I know Owen, you know, unless you're Owen, Owen knows what he thinks about Trayvon Diggs. I think he's pretty properly rated. I think there's so much hate that it counteracts the people who say he's yeah. top of the line. Yeah, I mean, he's good in my opinion. He's good. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is a big year for him. 
It is, but he's also improved every year. Like in his rookie season, we were talking about how trash he was. And then towards the end of the season, he got a little better. And then last season, he was definitely better than his rookie season. Like he was a good player last year. So, I mean, he's improving. He's only in his third year. Mm-hmm. We'll and uh, the defense overall is pretty young. We have a couple guys coming back from IR. So, I mean, the defense <laughs> is just uh, on an uptrend, in my opinion. You so, think so? Which I mean, is, it is young. Yeah, it's young. It's been getting better in the past two years, and it's always been the problem of this team. So mm-hmm. that's kind of like a that's a positive note that if you want to if you want to be optimistic. Demarcus Lawrence still really good. Yeah, on the other side, had the runner up uh, defensive player of the year. I mean, mm-hmm. he's going to be great. Yeah, of course, he definitely has a chance to get better. The only big hole that I could find in it is you're not really good against the run. Terrible against the run, I'd yeah. say. Uh-huh. And they yeah. allowed 20 yards or more on 10% of passes. That's worst, Holy fifth cow. worst in the league. Um, so it's not really bad, but it, it has definitely holes that limit it from being one of the best in the league. Yeah. With, with, prime, with prime talent like that, you would think that they would have an easier time, but they still have some holes. But uh, and Mike McCarthy again is an actual like human <laughs> meme at coach. Like, yeah. it, it's incredible to watch. I, but remember the, when he wore the salute to service or whatever hoodie that <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, yeah. and it just looked like a big donut. That was one of the most incredible <laughs> yeah. things I ever seen. So anyway, but the one game a year where he does something crazy, we know that's coming. Uh, they got the tenth easiest schedule in the NFL. Um, the good news is that uh, they've also got five games where they have a rest advantage. You know how much I like that. Oh, yeah. Five games like with that. a rest advantage. First Zeke's going to need that. Yes, he will. The first <laughs> in the NFL for that. So okay. that's big. Um, again, NFC East opponents are easy. AFC South and NFC North. But the extras are the Bengals, Rams, and Bucks. Jeez. So that's really not good. <laughs> that's but that's tough. what you get with a first place schedule. Open the season Sunday Night Football Week 1, Tampa Bay. Five total primetime games. The Thanksgiving game is against the Giants. So nice. That's a win for you. And over under is ten and a half. The under's getting taken more than the over here. Minus mm-hmm. one forty on the under. And there's still about two minus two eighty to make the playoffs. So definitely, definitely favored to get there, but to win this division, kind of a toss up with Philadelphia and people seem to be leaning towards the Eagles. So Owen, do you want to give your take and we let Adam hit clean up here? Yeah. <clears throat> I don't uh, I don't I- I don't love this team more than I do more than I did last year. Um, or oh. I guess I think that's I didn't like them last year, so I'm going to phrase it better. <laughs> yeah. I think they're worse team than last year. You made year. it sound like you they thought they were the best. No, I thought they were going to be bad last yeah. year. They so had a no. lot of wins last year. That's right. So yeah, yeah I think they're going to be worse than they were last year. Nice. Um, <laughs> Twelve and five last year. Yeah. yeah. So I, no, I I think they took a step back, and I think the division is uh, improved. Uh, marginally so maybe not in terms of on roster talent but you would think it'll be more competitive i'll tell you the giants and the eagles have the two easiest schedules in the league so you would think just by extension of that that they would get better alone off that yeah so i mean i don't have a super uh strong take like take here i think they have some good young pieces that we've mentioned like michael parsons for example i'm not gonna mention trayvon diggs but uh, (laughs) you're holding your tongue on that one yeah they have some good He's young. Yeah, yeah C. Lamb, Tony Pollard. Like I hope Tony Pollard gets all the carries personally. Tony Pollard could be twenty two or twenty eight now. Have <laughs> no I don't know where he came from. <laughs> yeah. He just kind of was he on the roster. Spawned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, so uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be more competitive. Um, and uh, I think this will be a good team. I think Dak's a good quarterback, but I, I see some kind of fundamental flaws with this team. And yeah. I, and for that reason, I think I'm gonna take the under. I know I make fun of people when they say this, but this is a good number. I like them right around this number. Me too. I don't see a world where they're any 
like marginally worse than 10 and i don't see a world where they go like 15 and 2 i don't think either really no. exists i think they're humming in this range for that reason i'm gonna lean towards the under because i don't like the cowboys but i, I do think they're gonna make the playoffs i like dak more than most people do i think the coordinators are pretty good I know the team's going to come back to earth a little bit, but they did have 12 wins, so I'm already accounting for that. I think they'll be right around 9 or 10, and I think you probably... This is going to sound crazy, but I wouldn't want to go against the Cowboys in a playoff game. They have a good yeah. quarterback. Yeah. Defense has pieces. Mm-hmm. I mean, the coach is terrible, but you never know what could happen. <laughs> so I'm putting them under, but it's not like a hatred thing that I wish it was. Yes. Adam, you go ahead. Um, I mean... We know what you have to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. Um, I'm not even gonna say it, but I think reasons to be optimistic is the young defense that's been getting better. Uh, things to be scared of is the run defense. I mean, they didn't really, they just never acknowledged it. They didn't draft any interior linemen. They just had like one fat guy Gallimore come back from IR. Who I don't, I don't know if he's good or not. And then they they signed like Carlos Watkins or whatever, who is also not great. Maybe but, one mean, of the thirty UDFA's could step in. Yeah. So yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's a very opportunistic defense, and it's young, and that's something to be happy about. And I don't think the problem with the Cowboys in the past five years has been the offense. So I think losing one receiver, who obviously is good, isn't something we should be too concerned about. Like, they still have Dak, still have Schultz, still have CeeDee Lamb, still have Gallup, so, and a decent O-line. So you're believing. And the best punter in the league last year, Pro Bowler. Nice. Yeah. What's his name? First team All-Pro, Brian Anger. Right? Brian Anger. Yeah, from he was on the Texans before. I hope he gets a lot of work this year. <laughs> That's do. what I'm hoping for. So we'll see what happens. The general circus of the Cowboys is always interesting, so I was happy we could uh, sit it down and talk about them today. Always something good to discuss with Dallas, you know? Yeah. You, you get the feeling there's teams like Dallas, the Lakers are definitely like this, when you go see them or you talk about them, you know, like everybody has an opinion. You know, you know, everybody's watching, everybody's got a take. I always like that. And they still have Ben DiNucci, which is yep. big. As fourth string, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Greer, I didn't mention, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess we mentioned like probably the two best coordinators in the league, even yes. though lots of teams are going without coordinators this year. But... It's the new technique, according yeah. to Bill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a play calling competition. So that... maybe we're going to do like two coordinators, no head coach. That would be quite the finesse. <laughs> and Jerry overseeing it all. Beautiful. Basketball, only a couple things quickly to hit here. Jimmy Butler has new hair. He got extensions. Um, and the Pistons have teal uniforms. So which look do you like more? Which one do you like more? I like both of them, but I like the teal. I like the hair more. You guys are both in on this hair. I think the hair is terrible. I, I, I don't I don't get the extension. Did you see thing. the hair like when it's tied up? Yes, I did. You didn't like that? It's still extensions. So you your okay. issue is not that it's long, it's that it's not naturally long. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen like him just showing oh, up one day with I long don't get hair. That. I mean <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, what? Like go through the grind, bro. Like I want to see you. Like, like I'm sure oh, he's going oh, through oh, it, but it's like it takes some time. I'm sure he's yes. not growing through it. He's putting in extensions. Yeah, no, you're a grind guy, and I respect that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. Especially Jimmy Butler, who's like an all-time grinder. Like, I, would, yeah. I wouldn't expect him to take so the easy, easy way move. out. It is easy, easy way out. That's yeah, right. So you're, if, if he were to grow it out, like take the extensions out and just go through it, then you'd be on board. No, probably not. I, don't, I still don't <laughs> think it looks good, but I would at least respect it. It's his choice. It's his hair. What am I going to say? Well, it's his choice now. Fair point. Fair point. I do like the Pistons teal, though. I think it looks nice. <laughs> yeah. 
I agree. I, it's like I've said before, like any throwback, it doesn't matter how ugly the throwback is, I'm going to like it. Yeah. I like a throwback. Mm-hmm. It yeah. looks sharp. It Tony does. said he's getting one, too. Oh, good. So, I, I mean, I'll believe that when I see it, but yeah. yeah. He's, considering he's still rocking the Target Stafford. <laughs> target yeah. Stafford. <laughs> but we'll see what happens. Um, other big kind of lurking news was on late Monday night, Wojnarowski had the tweet about the Celtics lurking in the shadows on the Kevin Durant sweepstakes. And I know Alex has an opinion on this. If he was here, he would tell you that the, the Nets are dumb and the Nets need to take this offer now. And the offer was Jalen Brown, Derek White, and a bunch of draft picks. And he said, you're not going to do better than that. They should accept that. And then I kind of, I didn't agree with it at first, but now the more I'm thinking about it, yeah, I agree. The Nets aren't going to get better than that. And they should take that. Even though they're helping a team in their conference and then, and in their division, I still think that would be the best move for them. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I think the concern is like, I think the Celtics understand Jalen Brown is probably not going to resign. I think he's a free agent in two years. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense for them to, to offload him. But then if you're the Nets, you also are, are, I feel like, somewhat concerned that he doesn't resign with you. Because that would be, to, to, to give up Kevin Durant, and I get Derek White is fine and you get picks and stuff. but He's just salary at that yeah. point. Yeah, but, you know, if, if, if Jalen Brown were to leave, because ideally, the point I, I feel like would kind of be to groom him into not a Kevin Durant replacement, but to, to be like the kind of the focal point of your team, like to take yeah. a, like a big leading role. Him and Ben Simmons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. It'll be like a, I don't even know. Like they Jamal, both, one can dribble and one can't. Yeah, ben yeah. Simmons is the dribbler. <laughs> it's true, but no, I don't know. I think the concern is like if you were to invest all this into him and then he were to leave, that'd be a bit concerning. But I do agree, you're not going to get better than Jalen Brown. I yeah. don't know what package out there has been floated or exists that would be better than that because Jalen Brown, I mean, he's an all all pro caliber talent. Yeah, yeah, and I get it from the Celtics perspective too. Like you're, you. I think, I'll be honest. I don't think you're gonna get better seasons from Smart. I don't think you're gonna get better. I mean, I know the team got better. Like Gallinari, Brogdon, those guys helped the team. But if you have a chance to get Kevin Durant, I think you just do it. I, I, I mean, you, you, the guy's Kevin Wasn't Durant. Part of the hangup that Brooklyn wanted Smart and the Celtics didn't want to give him up. Yes, they wanted okay. Smart for White, which I can understand if I'm the Nets. They've set this price, you know. Yeah, it seems like clear they're interested. I think this one, I would say now, I think that if the Celtics are in it on this level and they're willing to, you know, negotiate with Jalen Brown in the trade as of right now, I would have to say that I, I would expect him if he's getting traded to go there. Yeah, me too. I do want to give credit to uh, Brad Stevens because this is like, I mean, he's been, he's gone out and done it every year. He went out and traded picks to get Horford. He got Gallinari. He's got Brogdon. So he's been aggressive. I think that's like something you can respect in a GM. Yeah. Especially like he was with these guys coaching them. Yeah. Like a year ago. And, and he's he, now he's ready to just send them away. Yeah. Like it's like sick. And he didn't trade smart either, which was like, yeah. I mean, it was smart not to, you know, use the word again, but uh-huh. yeah. Uh, the other quick basketball thing I wanted to hit was Draymond Green. Uh, he said he deserves a four year max extension. That's what he said he Ooh. deserves. And then he Ooh. said he's willing to leave if he doesn't get it from the Warriors. Wow. So, and then Colin Cowherd came out because you know how unbiased Colin Cowherd is. He literally yeah. signs his checks on the side. <laughs> he said he deserves the four year max. That oh, was good. his take. Good so, for Colin. I mean, paying a four year max, I can't see him leaving the Warriors. I'm sorry, I can't. But I think if some, if you were to ask me, Steph, Clay, Draymond, which one's most likely to leave, him in a landslide. Really? Yeah, I think so. I think he's the most likely to take something personally. Yeah. Uh, 
he's kind of the most cause the most problems. I do. I would. I would. I would be concerned. He's thirty one. So I mean, how many more years does he have on this current contract? Two. Two more. So he. So he'd be signing. No one. He's got one. Until he's like thirty six. Then yeah. Which look, I mean, he's the decline's already started. Like he can't shoot the basketball. He's really, he's really a pylon. Like not a pylon, (laughs) but he's not. He doesn't really do anything for you on offense. So you're paying him for his defense and his leadership i guess experience experience and the defense is like you can't really discount that like it's you know Still, remarkable yeah but again like you have to be concerned defense is something that requires a lot of physical obviously for him it's a lot of it's mental but it requires so much physical athletic ability that i think is going to be a lot more difficult to maintain when you're 34 35 36. especially when you've been like him and he's done what is it six finals in eight years He's yeah. been playing into June for six of the last eight years, and then he did Olympics, and uh-huh. like that's just a whole lot of basketball. I mean, it's not like he's going to age gracefully, but no, and it's not like he already even has. He, he's, we know he's not going to age gracefully. And the other thing is, this team's already in way into the luxury tax, or yeah. they have been. So it's yeah, it's a tough decision to make. I don't know if you, if you're the Warriors, I don't know if you can not do it. Yeah, but it'd be tough to not do it to a guy that's been with you this long and has been so instrumental in these chips. But like, you're already paying so much, you know. Yeah. Like, what's another? You know. Yeah, it's just a, just tough. I, I think he'll stay, but I, I think agree. it's a very funny story. Yeah, way to take a stand, Colin. That was really brave <laughs> of you. Um, segments. Who wants to go first? Adam wants to go first. He does. He does. Oh my goodness, he's just chomping at the bit over there. Go ahead, whenever you're ready. Um. <laughs> Okay, I guess I'm going first. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Um, okay, well, I have a uh, a genius of the week. Nice. And I have a Capernaut. Oh, okay. Let's go. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Double up. Yeah, yeah. Hit it, double dip. Give me Capernaut first. I'm trying okay, to Okay, I'll give you Capernaut. Um, you know the Capernaut. What is it? I actually don't know it. <laughs> so um, in Saudi Arabia, oh, they uh, unveiled their design for the line. So for those of you who don't know, it's going to be a city, but the city is going to be 100 miles long, and it's just going to be a line of like 3D stacked. So instead of like how our cities work, where it's like a plane, right, and you can move, you know, left and right, up and down then it's them it's just going to be 3d where buildings are stacked on top of each other yes and it's supposed to have like a high-speed rail system that kind of gets you you know across it um everything's going to be automated in the city and it's going to be like glass walls that are reflected so that you can't actually see in the city from the outside mm-hmm. so it's kind of like, like a container hidden. yeah yeah if you haven't seen the like videos or like the schematics for this i highly recommend you look it up because this looks almost too futuristic for like 50 years from now. Yes. Like it looks like it looks almost like worse than Wally. It, like it doesn't make any sense. It's, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, really? Yeah. Economically okay, we can, sure. We can get to that. But um yeah, it just it just seems Actually, I don't want to give my opinion on that, but I just wanted to say yeah, don't give your opinion. No, it's no, no, not yet, not yet. I can't spoil it. But um, so they first originally said this was going to be built in 2025. Obviously, not going to happen. And then they said, for now, the aim is 2030. First phase by 2030. 2030. Um, so I guess my cap or not is, do you think this is actually doable, and will it be done anywhere near 2030? I mean, I, I was looking into this as well. It's the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen in my life. 0.01% chance of being real. Like, I think there's no way. This is way... N- no. Oh, and you think it's possible to have a, a 
vertical city fully automated everything i guess the within the next 10 years tough, but i think like we can't even get self-driving cars we what do you mean? <laughs> like you need people in cars still right yeah, what yeah. The, no, theory the automation would be that you're only going tough. straight yeah so it wouldn't be that hard and it's like yeah. and it's like within this city since it's all vertical everything will be within a five minute walk of you which i which also made no sense no to no me. no it's so what how that was explained was um because they're going to split it up into segments of the city right yeah so there's going to be different communities for stacked towers right yeah. so if you lived in say the let's just give it a name like the i don't know the draymond community good if name. you li- yeah good name right if you live there then you have a school a grocery store whatever whatever else you might need church whatever all within that one five minute yeah so your five minutes would be within that line but if you needed to move outside of the community you would take the train and get to the other end yeah and the idea was that since which is smart since it's not a 2d landscape like us where you can only like travel in two dimensions it's like since it's 3d everything can be within five minutes of you which like theoretically sci-fi movie like that sounds great but i mean 2030 i'm calling caps i'm calling i'm saying this is like a 2080 like minimum i think this is viral marketing yeah i don't know i could i I could see a world where it's like you know things are advancing at such a high rate and we already have a lot of the technology i get that it's not advanced enough or developed enough but like i could see a world where okay like so you're calling not cap well, I think I don't think it'll be done by 2030. <laughs> I, I, like, yeah. I don't think it'll be close to being done by 2030. So I what guess I am re- calling. What cap. would your estimate be? I don't know, 2040. Okay, okay. <laughs> I had a little 10 year extension on that one. <laughs> yeah. I just find it so inconceivable. I just don't know how they would even begin to start this process. Uh, I I would be shocked. I think it is viral marketing for Saudi Arabia. That's what I'm going with. So I'm calling cap as well. What do you have, Adam, for the uh, genius of the week? I don't really know who the company is. I guess it's Calgary Kayaks. So they're... Um, a little local. Yeah, a little local genius. They're starting... Which, I don't know how this hasn't been an idea before, but they're going to start doing glow-in-the-dark kayak rentals. So you can rent out a kayak. And uh, I don't know, this just sounds sick. Like a bunch of like kayaks glowing, little lights on them. I don't know how this was an, an idea in the past. Um, I don't know. I, I'm kind of curious how you guys feel about it. Cause honestly it seems kind of scary, like kayaking at night on a body of water. Like we're like, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's maybe why it hasn't been done. Yeah. A little bit of liability. You know what? A little too inventive. Yeah. Like, this is up there with the line. It's, yeah. not, it's maybe not, it's a little too advanced. Cause they're yeah. like before it's like, yeah, you can't really kayak, but it's like, Oh, now we have LEDs on them. Like you're, you're yeah. fine. About the TikTok lights. <laughs> yeah. <we> have... <laughs> so I don't know. Um, yeah, I'd, I think I'd want to try it, but I think I'd get too scared. I mean, I don't have a problem with kayaking in the day, but in the night, in the dark water. Yeah. I saw a video about but the also, ocean. That's also, they said, yeah. At night. yeah. Also, the last booking <laughs> possible is at 7.45 p.m. Oh, so then it's not at night. But, ah. but it goes until like mid-October. So, I mean, Still by then it'll be night. Seven, right? yeah. and, th- and they're like an hour and a half long. So, it'll be night. But we can try it in the summer and see what it's like. And then if you like it, do I mean, it again I'm in down. Well, in the summer, it'll just be like regular kayaking. Yeah, I'm at down. That hour. Let's give it a go. Yeah, yeah. until the sun sets. Because it goes for an hour and a half. I, I think know. it's a neat idea. 
I don't know how, how willing I yeah, would be. But I'm, I'm willing. I gave it a genius, not a bozo. So respect. Respect, respect for coming up with this. I respect I'm, that. I want to see how it works. Good segments, Adam. Yeah. Take it hard to the whole today. Nice. Owen, what would you have? So I have a, like a, basically a mention to mention. Nice. Yeah. So the Blue Jays. Um, oh, yeah. We're on a bit of a tear. Yes. Right? And I Feeling know where good. you're going with this. This is tremendous. It's absolutely tremendous. Um, but so you were doing good, right? And we're winning games. Um, and w- what's even better is Rogers just announced that we're getting that they're launching the first phase of a multi-year three hundred million dollar project to uh, fix Rogers Center, specifically the outfield. So, well, this is just the first phase. They yes. said if you think this is good, wait till next week when we talk about the other parts of the field. Yes. So the first phase, I'm going to highlight some of the some of it to you. So. Um, I guess the highlights mainly are they're going to have raised bullpens in the outfield. Yes. As of right now, they have, obviously, ground-level bullpens. Um, they're going to realign the outfield walls. So I don't know exactly what that means. I think lower. Okay. They're going to lower the outfield walls a little bit, which is kind of nice. We have pretty high walls right we now. We do have high walls. Um, and then they're going to put a new 5,000-square-foot weight room beneath the surface, which I think is sick. Uh, yes. The Cubs yeah. did that at Wrigley, and it's worked quite well. Yeah. So I'm pretty fired up because well you're not even getting into what they did in the crowd what did they do in the crowd they took out the whole 500 level and they made it a patio it's got little palm trees up there it looks very nice looks very very nice no it does look very nice and we've we've hated on stadiums in the past because a lot of times ownership will use stadiums as like they'll hold cities hostage hostage by saying we'll move the team if we don't get a new stadium stuff mm-hmm. like that they'll use a lot of taxpayer money but rogers they foot they, they footed the entire bill on this that's zero dollars of taxpayer money they're using your phone bill they're using that. my yeah. phone bill which i mean that's what the outage i'm happy for. to donate <laughs> yeah happy to donate so. imagine the outages if they get like otani or soto and then they got to do that and then pay for this dude it'll be out of one bar in the middle of the city yeah exactly <laughs> no but i think it's sick and and i also had a few ideas of of things they can add to the next one Oh, okay. Let's go. So what I want to see is, I want to see like a bullpen for fans, like where you can just toss the ball around. <laughs> during the game. <laughs> yeah. During yeah. the yeah. game. Catch yes, with dad. Yeah. Because here's the thing with baseball that's a little bit different from other sports is it's less immersive of a, of a thing where it's like in football, football, basketball too, you kind of have to be there and, and watching it in the game to get it. Whereas baseball, it's more of like a... You can do other things, you know, you can drink, you can eat, you can talk, you can, and it's kind of more, it can be more placed in the background. Great point. So I'm saying add some more fan excursions to this. Like, imagine how fun that would be, a bullpen where you can just go down there. It'll be raised, obviously, so I guess go up there and throw the baseball around. You know what I mean? Maybe that's what they do with the 500 level behind the plate. Yeah. Uh Just have a, you know, toss the baseball around. You can do maybe fun competitions with like hardest pitch. Yeah, radar gun. Because we need some some relievers too, so maybe find somebody that can kind of throw some heat. Yeah. It's Um, like a free tryout. Basically a free tryout. (laughs) I think it's a great idea. I think it's a lot of fun fan engagement. Add a batting cage too while you're at it. Nice. Put that on the... Put it right by the field, and uh, <laughs> you can make it like out. a simulator. Like obviously cover it and stuff, but you know make make it a spot where people can hit hit the ball. I don't hate you know? this. And then I had another idea. Oh boy, which was at a club. Yeah, at a club, little little Oakland or little uh, like uh, yeah. Las Vegas yeah. vibes. Uh-huh. Add add like a club because Toronto's fun city. Like obviously we get a lot of fans out for most of our games. Like I think we. Like we can see, seat sometimes like forty thousand people, stuff like that. So we get a lot of people. I think it's let's make this like a full experience. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Interaction. Interaction. Excursions. Because yes. you're right about okay, like football. You know, 
you could go get a hot dog, but I mean, you're not going to miss like a quarter in no. the, in the concourse no. basketball. You like the game's only two hours. Like you're like in your seats the whole time. Uh-huh. Baseball. If I'm at a baseball game, I'll go up and I'll walk around for an inning. Yeah. If I feel like it. Yeah, you have a full conversation and just ignore, miss a half inning or whatever. Yeah. It's not even a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I agree. You get some like attractions. Yeah. I have a couple questions. Yeah. First of all, um, as a non-baseball viewer, is are there regulations around like what your stadium has to look like? Like, why can you just raise and lower walls? Very rough estimations, but it is up. So it's like a max and a min. Kind yes, of? but every stadium has its own dimensions. Okay, yeah. interesting. The max and the min are very extreme. And don't you think there's like a reason that you can't like? Because I'm guessing players don't practice batting like during the game. Right, you no, can only pitch mm-hmm. in the bullpen, but you can't. Like, no, you can't. You can, hit. It's, it's usually by the clubhouse, so that you can go down and hit. They can hit. Okay. Yeah. I okay. Didn't know that. The more you know. I didn't know that either. But yeah, I feel like an issue doing that right behind the plate would be like kind of mess with like the sound, sound of the game, mm-hmm. and sound of like umpires listening. Like, did it hit the bat? Like, did he tip it? You know, that kind of thing. So right. it's got to be use. like deep in the concourse. Yeah, it's got to yes. be far. Soundproof walls. Right. Okay. Okay, it's good. Okay. We'll workshop that we'll one. Workshop. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we're just poking holes right just, now. Yeah, yeah. I respect, I just helping you out. No, Sometimes you got to poke holes in the potato, let the air come out, but it's still edible <laughs> yeah, after. Yeah, yeah. It know? improves it. Yeah, it the flavor in there. It does. Uh-huh. It makes it more edible. Yeah. Um, last segment this week, the Los Angeles Kings in the hockey world announced that Dustin Brown will get a statue at the entrance of the Crypto.com arena. Now, if you are wondering about Dustin Brown, he was the captain of both the Kings championship teams. But, I mean, really, Dustin Brown getting a statue next to Wayne Gretzky and Luke Robitaille is one of the craziest things ever. So if you're wondering about the front of the Crypto.com arena, I'm lucky enough to have been there a handful of times. There's a lot of statues. They've got Magic Johnson, Jerry West, Shaq, Kareem, Elgin Baylor. Those are the basketball guys. They've said a Kobe one's coming, but much down the line. They have Oscar De La Hoya. They have both announcers for the Kings and the Lakers. They have Wayne Gretzky. They have Luke Robitaille. And now they're going to put in Dustin Brown with those icons. So it's pretty obviously going to be him lifting the cup. But I thought, you know, it's not really my place to comment. I'm not a Kings fan, but kind of bizarre to give this guy a statue out front. So this got me compelled to put together a power ranking. Let's go. Six of the weirdest commemoratives I could find in sports. Now, well, all of them are jersey retirements because there's not a lot of statues. Most guys who get a statue, like, they've earned the statue. I can't pull Like the Philly special one. Yeah, that one was... I should have put that on. You're right. But number six, I got a a whole string of them right here. Orlando Magic and Sacramento Kings retired number six for six man, the fans. Ah, Minnesota Wild retired number one for the fans. Seattle Kraken retired number 32 for being the third. 32nd team. Oh. Seattle Seahawks retired number 12, 12. for the fan. Range. I don't like any of these. I think they're all very, very weird. I mean, when I honestly, when I first heard of the Seahawks, when I'm like, that's sick. Like, <laughs> but that not, was like, you were, when 12. You were 12. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, like you're not allowed to wear 12 because it's like the 12th man. Like, that's sick. Yeah. Plus, like, it? 12 is like, who's uh, Tom Brady? Oops. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, my bad. I'm yeah, like a lot of quarterbacks. Yeah. He, well, I tried. Um, but no, I don't like that, any of that. Adam and I have actually been to the Minnesota Wild Rink, and I remember looking up into the stands and <laughs> yeah. seeing no banners except for number one Wild fans. Yeah. And I was like, this yeah. is a yeah. disgrace. 
great. That's, that's, sad. that's one of those ones you maybe don't put up until you have other banners. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Save that. Keep, yeah, it, in the keep it in the top. You can't have one that long. Number five, Nate McMillan had his number retired wow. by the C- C- Seattle Supersonics. Wow. 12 years, no championships, average 6-6-4 six, six, and four in 12 seasons. <laughs> he did play there a long time and he did coach after. That's why he's not lower because there are some atrocious number retirements, but 6-6-4 six, six, and four in 12 seasons what is about, brutal. Have they re- have the Thunder retired Nick Collison? Because that's kind of the same just thing. Just give away number two. Oh, he, yeah. He, uh, okay. I was going to mention that one, but I knew it would be on the <laughs> yeah, list. I actually did. Yeah, yeah we talked nice. about this on yeah, the show. Sure. I don't remember that. Well, I can give it to you now then. Nick Collison is number two. Um, they retired number four. He averaged four and four in 10 seasons. <laughs> His best season, he averaged eight and seven. So oh, good. Yeah. So he's good. at number two. So these are kind of one in the same, but... Anyway, five and two. I'll fill in the blanks. Four, a guy named Doug Atkins had his number retired by the Saints. Now It's always bad when you have to say a guy named. Well, he was around like the late 60s, (laughs) so it's a little bit different. But uh, let me tell you a little bit about Doug Atkins because he lived quite a life. His Wikipedia says, okay, first of all, (laughs) Pro Football Hall of Fame. He sold caskets to funeral homes. He was an exterminator. He was a pipe system manager, and he was an actor in the movie Jebo in 1975. He was 6'8". 267 he like played grizzly. yeah exactly like t grizzly <laughs> he played until he was 40 on the at the end on the final pl- <laughs> on the final play of his career he got a sack oh, wow. in 1969 so he's like a legendary guy but here's what he did for the saints final play of his career yeah like he, wow, like he got a sack up. and then checked out for life that's As in, like, sick. they were probably, like, Hail Mary and the quarterbacks, like, running around. And... He's like, let me get the Pro Football yeah. Hall of Famer a sack. Like a little Brad Favre, Michael Strahan. Uh, here's what he did for the Saints, though, to get his number retired. Three years, 30 sacks. That's all the info I can get because they didn't track anything else in the late 60s. But that's good numbers. Uh-huh. But, like, three years, 30 three sacks years. getting in the rafters. I mean, like, come <laughs> yeah. on. I don't really see it. Here's the thing with all these is, like, <clears throat> it just makes your organization look so bad. Like, it's like, have some higher standards. In yeah, that. pride. Yeah, have some pride in your... Yeah. Like, like the Cowboys, yeah. Like, they're still giving away Larry Allen's number. That's a little too far exactly. in the extreme. Don't retire like, anything. Do they not retire anybody? <laughs> no. Yeah, I kind of like that more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nick Collison, as, as a retired number, is that is oh, atrocious. No, it's it, that's why it's number two. It's yeah. terrible. Um, number three, a guy named Yvonne Labra got number seven retired by the Washington Capitals. He scored the first goal in Capitals history, um, and then he played 300 games. He was a minus 54 in his first season. He retired. He was assistant coach. He was the color commentator, and then he became the team chef, and, then, and they retired his number. That's That's it. Number seven for the Capitals. I don't want to create Wait, like his career stats. Minus fifty four in his first season. He played the three hundred games. He was like a big defenseman, but the team was terrible. Um, I mean, he scored the first goal in team history. I guess he was kind of like the like first like stabilizing force. I guess I don't know. So weird, man. That's a top Capital of all time, really. A team chef, oh, man. man. So that was number three. Number two, I had Nick Collison, uh-huh. um, which is the big one. But nothing tops number one. The Miami Heat retired number 23 for Michael Jordan um, for oh, his contributions to basketball. Wow. And if that wasn't bad enough, it doesn't stop there. They retired number 13 for Dan Marino. <laughs> what? <laughs> 
<laughs> my, the Dolphins have done me over time. Yeah, oh yeah. Okay, okay. But the Heat do too. So if you look in the rafters at the at the Heat Stadium, there's a great picture of the Bulls Jordan and then the and then the Dolphins Marino T-shirt up in the stand <laughs> up the in the rafters. Yeah, they gave him the jersey up in the rafters. So I don't think it gets any worse than that. Like oh I can understand goodness. the Michael Jordan. Yeah, thing. I was like when you said Michael Jordan, I'm like, okay, that's like kind of bad, but like not- it's weird. But yeah. like it's one thing if you don't let anybody wear it. Like ninety nine in the NHL, you don't wear. Like that was like Gretzky's yeah. number. Nobody wears that. It's league wide retired. Twenty three. Like sure, you could do that, but to hang the thing in the rafters <laughs> That's is unbelievable. bizarre. Do they have like Dwayne Wade? Yeah, Alonzo I think so. Mourning. They got all the legends, but they Good. also hit Dan Marino. Golly, dude, they're gonna run out of numbers. Yeah, at, at <laughs> no, some point. yeah they are. It's crazy. Haslam's gonna get up there. I mean, Haslam. Haslam. He yeah, needs yeah, to be up there. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah. I mean, that's the like going to retire number 40. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's yeah, the Timberwolves going to have 40. Yeah, Haslam. Yeah. Jersey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that's the list. I don't think it gets any worse than that. So to recap, it was all the fan numbers, Nate McMillan, <laughs> Doug Atkins, Yvonne Labra, Nick Collison, Miami Heat, Dan Marino. <laughs> so pretty bad. Not great. But oh, anyway, that was a good show. I'm giving it a 10. Yeah, me too. Same. I feel like we've been on a roll. We have been on a roll. I think Tony really came in and dropped the hammer down. Yeah, that was incredible. The cult, cult classic up there with the uh, with the shoes in the car. Yeah. <laughs> or no shoes in the bag going to the soccer center episode. <laughs> That's got to be in the top five. Yeah. Man, what an appearance. It would be good yeah. to have Alex back, though. Breathe some life. Yeah, no, that's right. How do you think we his vacation him. went? Should we put an Easter egg for him? Yeah, See maybe. Oh, yeah, maybe we should. Uh-huh. Okay, if he's listening this far, uh-huh. then he's got to start the show talking about. Today, he actually told me this. He went to M M&M and M Factory, okay. and he said, "quote I went off at the M M&M and M Factory." I don't know. Okay, what so the he's hell got to like it. preface the. Yeah, he's got to recount his experience. Yeah, exactly. He's okay. got to tell us about what happened at the M M&M and M Factory because okay. I did. I didn't ask for much further details beyond. <laughs> yeah, you went off at the M M&M and M Factory. <laughs> Um, but so if he, if he is listening to this, he's going to have to lead next show with the M&M factory. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Accountability segment. It is. Yeah. Anything you want to say? No. Covered the basis. Yeah, we covered it. Well, we'll be back on Monday. Have a good weekend, everybody. Catch you then.